Welcome back to Cash Grab Cinema. We're here with our second re-release of a prior episode, which we had to release now because if you listen to the Geppetto episode, we reference the Polar Bear King episode. That's right. That's right. One of our, I would say, sterling. You know, this is, is one of the best episodes. This is our second most downloaded episode behind Men in Black 2. Right. So... So, and now we've mentioned that, so this this tapestry just got another notch. It's just weaving itself. <laughs> I don't think tapestries have notches. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I um, was a latchkey kid. I would like to suggest, you know, just skip this episode. See it's there. Support us. You know, I, we appreciate that. But skip over it. Gloss over <laughs> it so you can continue to think how, like, reasonable and maybe cool I am. And not this, not... Not Polar Bear King. No, no, no. If you want to see how weird and twisted Rachel's childhood must have been, <laughs> um, I think you should should enjoy and and wonder. As much like my mom does, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time I got in this movie, she's like, fucking hell. She does stare out of the window a lot for long stretches of she time. She just likes looking outside. Don't make this about me. <laughs> she's a fan of nature. I get it. Yeah. So enjoy The Polar Bear King and be on the lookout for new episodes. Thanks. No, don't say thanks. You always say thanks and bye. <laughs> wait, wait. Like, like I'll on, be like, a, like you're on the like, goddamn phone. Like, I'm, like I'm, elderly, I'm elderly and I'm leaving a message. Tell the podcast audience that I said goodbye and I love you. Call. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cash Grab Cinema. I'm Rachel, and as always, I'm joined by... I'm Josh. Hi, guys. Isn't it cute? And today we welcome back our super awesome special guest from down the street. Hi, it's Trey. Thanks for coming back, Trey. It was literally my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for suffering through, <laughs> honestly, the, my favorite movie as a kid. I watched this movie so much, and my friend Dunlap has this theory... You should never revisit movies that you loved, cherished as a child. He is so right. Don't do it. <laughs> I watched this movie and I was thinking like, oh my goodness, my mom must have thought I had brain damage. It's so weird. It's like, have you ever watched Ace Ventura as a, as a grown-up after you've hit 30? It's different. And what's weird about that movie is I made my mom take me to see it on Mother's Day oh. as a gift to her, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do something really sweet. <laughs> did you at least pay for it? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, Josh. It was at the Dollar Theater. <laughs> so that was the present, saving her money. My, yeah, it was, it was hanging out. It was like she got, the, she got the joy of hanging out with me while she watched Jim Carrey talk with his ass. Yeah. Well, today we have watched The Polar Bear King, which... Surprisingly, I cannot be the only person who loved this as a child. It has a 68% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. You know what's weird is that doesn't surprise me that much. It surprises me. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, the polar bear. (laughs) Clearly, this movie holds a very special place in many people's hearts, not just yours. I rented this movie so much from the crappy, not blockbuster tape rental place that I feel like the guy was probably like, oh, I'm going to give it to her. My mom was like, don't you give her that crap. (laughs) (laughs) 
I already have to watch parts of this at least once a week. What's wrong with her? I have to see this Norwegian chaotic folklore <laughs> one more time. I'm throwing the TV out. So the movie is Norwegian. It was filmed somewhere in Scandinavia. Yeah. Right? Came out in 1991, but you wouldn't know it to look at the film because it looks like it was made in the, the mid to late 70s. It had a real grit to it. But the costumes were awesome. Yes. Can we say that? They were. Besides the polar bear. <laughs> but the human people costumes. <laughs> they were tight. <laughs> but they were super cool costumes. It was yeah. really cool. It was. It was cool to see. Especially the witch, which we will we will get to. <laughs> she's she's awesome. Not quite Maleficent level awesome, but you know She she's really wanting to be. She wants she's aiming for that Broadway spinoff about her life. Because the story, from her perspective, I bet, would, would make a really great musical. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just her flittering in and out every few years. She's actually got shit to do. Yeah. Well, as starved as people are for content these days, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we see that right around the corner. He's so weird. Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin, he loves this movie. He sure does. Because this is the winter part of Game yes. of Thrones. Mm. Winter was coming. And they had ravens being used as a communication system. And there was a wedding where lots of people were <laughs> poisoned. <laughs> Which I'm so, wow, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. The costume. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The super nice king that everybody really likes, but stuff isn't going his way. So, yeah, so I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, but you're telling me right now that George R. R. Martin is a complete hack that yes. has just ripped this off completely. Justice well, for the polar bear king. <laughs> <laughs> what he's done is taken the polar bear king and built a whole new world on it. But yes. this is the base. This he, is he, the foundation. He built out, but this is the core. Exactly. It's where it all began. He took all the sexually suggestive material from the polar bear king and put in sexually explicit material. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how during the exposition was just a butt ton of voiceover exposition in this movie. Like, at the beginning, the middle, the middle again, at the end, is all over the place. But then, at the beginning, during the voiceover, just at the end, he's just like, oh yeah, and the king can talk to animals, no bigs. That's <laughs> <laughs> a class A world building. The way, the way they just slide it in, like, accept it. Yes. This is the story. We're moving on. <laughs> I love I love that, actually. It's a very matter-of-fact, like, all right, here's the world, okay, this guy can talk to animals, something, something, I'm skipping pages, and here we are. Forget. Where's my $20? <laughs> <laughs> and they put that in, the king can talk to animals, and some merchants are trying to go to what is cleverly known as Winterland, mm. expertly named. And their their marketing team is on point. <laughs> they're wolves. Let's just call it what well, they are. They're, they're huskies. They're <laughs> adorable <laughs> Siberian huskies. Yeah. They're chasing these merchants. And then the king says, did my wolves come out to greet you? Like, yes, sire. I killed a few. <laughs> Hope that's cool Because they're, they're chasing these, these two merchants. And the music's supposed to make them seem really threatening, but... The Huskies are like, their tongues are out. They look like they're smiling. I don't know. I just kind of want them to catch up. I want to hug them all. They look super adorable. (laughs) So cute. 
<laughs> but they do. They throw a torch at them at one point. Yeah. And, just like... and we don't really see the aftermath of that, except that there were like 12 Huskies and then there were three. Yikes. <laughs> they killed your welcoming party. I mean, it's a massacre. Nine out of 12? <laughs> Jesus. They didn't mention that to the king either. And you'd think the king would be, since he's so, you know, in touch with these animals, you'd think he would like, react like Yoda when, you know... When I it, feel a great disturbance ex- in the winter land. Ex- exactly. And the merchants are bringing their wares to mm-hmm. the king and his daughters. Open on two greedy daughters, much like uh, La Bella La Bette, the two greedy daughters. Mm-hmm. And then the good daughter comes. But unlike La Bella La Bette, the king's just like, here's the good one, my favorite. I'm <laughs> <Yeah, again. laughs> Very mad. They don't mince words in Scandinavia. They don't have time no. to. Uh, she's my favorite. Everybody know Just you in the back. I don't know if you knew. She's my favorite. I just want to let everybody know that. She looks the most like my dead wife, so I love her, I love her the best. Those other two, you know, let them buy whatever they want, but I don't really like them. Her defining character trait seems to be that she shows little to no emotion right. at all or anything. She's also super innocent somehow. Yeah. They keep driving that point home. Look how innocent she is. Look how innocent she is. It's like, so her innocence can be translated. You can understand that because she's so stupid. <laughs> well, you know, the older daughters don't seem to be prized as much for their beauty. So they had to develop other social skills. So they're smart. You know, they have interests. They can talk to people. Mm. But the the one that's considered pretty, you know. She whisper talks. Yes. She never had a try. It is. It's, like, it's a weird, like, equivalence that, like, or there's a ratio. There's a chart. The the more pure and innocent you are, that's also the more bland and dull and lifeless you are. Yeah, she's a Mary Sue character. And have we mentioned her name yet? They don't give her a name. <laughs> Through the whole movie, you never know what her name is other than Princess. Yes. Princess Vanilla Lameface. I've just named her. <laughs> the other two sisters, they're looking at these wares like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, I like this. They pick up it's something like a... and it barks for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and then the good daughter, what would you like? Do you have a picture of flowers? Like, shut up! <laughs> like, and he does. He, of course he does. He has a hotel picture, like some hotel art. It's okay. like... Some pansies? What are they? <laughs> Marigolds, maybe? Okay. Like, here's your flower picture. And the way she takes it, like... Oh. Precious. <laughs> oh, precious things. And then she goes to her room and whisper talks to this picture, like, I'll see you one day. Who? Who are you talking about? This is at the point where I think I compared it to The Little Mermaid, because the princess comes from this land of ice and snow, but... What she actually wants to see are flowers and warmth and, and things like that. So she's, you She know, doesn't want to be under the sea anymore. No. She wants to be part of your world. I know that song, <laughs> that whole song in sign language. Will you perform right now? That would make great podcasting. It would. No. <laughs> oh, she's doing it. Wow. Get it, Rachel. <laughs> the inflection. That's what Amazing. I Amazing. I am, uh, Blown away. It was for a high school project. <laughs> Rachel went to Napoleon Dynamite's high school. Side ponytails are cool. <laughs> the princesses go out into the world the next day with their skiing shoes. 
I thought it was odd that everyone else in their kingdom also was out in their skiing shoes. Yeah. Aren't these people like super poor? <laughs> Shouldn't they get to work? I don't... I'm not really sure what the industry was in that town because... They kept like hoeing and raking the they snow. Had yeah. tools, they had farm no, tools. They had farm tools. But where, where's but, the field? Yeah. I was a bit confused. I distinctly remember at one point a character genuine genuinely hoeing at the yes. snow like going at it what are you doing there's nothing there oh that sad gary he goes out there sometimes and well it's best to just let him be yeah he ain't been right ever since he stared at that eclipse <laughs> how topical are you? thank you on a side note don't look directly at the eclipse it's bad for please you please don't don't do it beauty and the beast parallel where this prince, we'll call him Prince Sad Deadwood Face. Mm-hmm. Um, he, oh wait, he has a name. He's he one does. of the few people with a name. He's the only character with the name. Right. And I can't remember what is it. it. Okay. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> unmemorable. Before the princesses go out skiing, the king has gone back to his summer land. Mm-hmm. His dad has passed away, so he becomes the new king, and his mother gives him this ridiculous Mr. T gold chain. Like, it's yes, huge. it is I, epic. Yeah, this chain would make Mr. T jealous. He's like, I'm snatching that. Tells him, whoever you give this chain to, you know, you have to love her and she will be bonded to you. And then a evil witch comes, Maleficent, we'll call her that, because yeah. she also has no name, and curses the king because he won't marry her. He has to be a polar bear for seven years, and only at midnight will he be human. But no one must see his face, or she will get to marry him. And then, boom, he's a polar bear. Yeah. And it's really (laughs) convincing. That polar bear is looking good. Don't look that up. This this transformation, first of all, a lot of the special effects in this movie involve um, out-of-focus smoke bombs and sparks yes very much akin to like any any sort of really cheesy special effects you see on live tv in the in the 50s we can at least be generous and say that all their special effects were definitely done in camera oh yeah they were all practical effects definitely yeah there's no cgi cgi hadn't made it up that way yet yeah, but there's no there's no other trickery involved either. It's just like just hold these sparklers right below the lens. <laughs> but this polar bear suit, it is genuinely oh malformed and weird, right? Am I crazy? No. It was at this point where I was like, Yep, my mom thought I had brain damage. This polar bear. I mean, even if I was two, I should be like, Well, that's not a polar bear. <laughs> it most certainly isn't. I've been to the Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta, and they have a animatronic polar bear with working jaw and eyes, and it smiles, and it emotes, and it looks cartoonish, and yet somehow more realistic than this polar bear who... <laughs> it reminds me of the wolf from the NeverEnding Story. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah, but they at least knew that wasn't that good. So it's mostly so pulled mostly back him. in the yeah. shadows. This is yeah. way and on I the And I mean, and that wolf almost actually killed that kid in real life. So at least it was doing its job. <laughs> it gained sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but this polar bear is so tragic. And the for me, it's the face he 
Yes, is weird, but the paws. Yes. <laughs> the paws look like little calves. Oh. <laughs> They're so weird. It it's beautiful. It's at this moment I would like to remind everyone that I watch this movie almost every week for like a solid four months. <laughs> it was formative for Rachel, to say the least. <laughs> it explains so much about my adult life. Yeah, but this polar bear, it was basically like when the country bear jamboree looks down on you for being sad and fake. But they make sure that they establish, like, this is a polar bear, this is how it moves, this is how it looks, and then it just it starts on its journey north to the snow, the land of winter. Where polar bears go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least that makes sense. That's a beautiful poem that you guys just wrote. Thank you. We've been, we've been working on it. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> And this is when our titular character meets his future bride. Yeah, he's on the prowl, right? He's gone up north and he's... Well, the witch did say no one will love you in that body because they'll be like, what's wrong with that thing? Shoot it. It's definitely in pain. And she could not be more wrong <laughs> because, because the first woman he sees... Oh, yes. <laughs> Queen, the queen had not taken into account the polar bear king's <laughs> mad game. He was macking in the woods. This puts how quickly characters in classic Disney films fall in love to shame. So, he he mm. doesn't even know this girl's name, and he's like, "Well, here's my chain. You mind now? We together. We go together." <laughs> and she's like, "Yes." This is what I've been waiting for. You're the one. Because she sees a flower in his eye. And then he's like, well, here's my chain. I'll be gone for three days for no apparent reason. See ya. Yeah. And then he disappears. Is that arbitrary? Meanwhile, she's been gone for all of 20 minutes. And the king's like, where's my favorite daughter? And the She's not here? Send out the guards. We must find her now. Every man on in this village, go look for her. Like, she might be just taking a poop. Yeah. <laughs> Give her a minute. Yeah. And air yeah. out. But no, and it's chaos. As soon as he says something, the entire town is just like, oh shit, the pretty one's gone. Fuck. <laughs> That's the only way we're going to get money is when we sell our marriage out. Go find her. Hurry. I won't have to pretend to rake anymore. <laughs> we can't deal with these other princesses. They like to do stuff. <laughs> so then the princess waltzes back into town and comes in. She's like, hey, dad, I just met the best guy. Well, mm, not quite a guy. He was a bear. And he gave me this chain and I love him. We're together now. And then I was like, huh? <laughs> you said what? You said, I'm sorry. Said, it sounded like you said. <laughs> Something that we did mention is that when the bear appears to the girl, we were all asking ourselves like, okay, so how are they going to, is there going to be a back and forth? How are they going to communicate? And the fucking bear starts talking. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Let me he tell you what. He doesn't really talk, does he? He doesn't. He, he sounds like, first of all, he's in great pain. And yes. he sounds what he speaks with the pace and inflection of a drunk dude bro trying to give directions to their friend's house. You know what I mean? Don't stop. <laughs> Don't be afraid. And that's how he talks the entire time he's a polar bear. But he does talk. Yeah. It sounds so 
It's insane. Now, Josh, isn't that more realistic than if he just started <laughs> yeah. speaking like Patrick Stewart all of a sudden? You know, that's a good point. Because he's perfect diction. He's struggling against those yes. polar bear, you know, anatomy. I see. I but see. he walks on his hind legs all the time. Yes. <laughs> just waves his paws in the air like he just don't care. It is. Ah, oh, I love that polar bear. Yeah, so she she breaks the the good news to her dad, and that's when he's like, "You're only 17. <laughs> that's, a, that's a subjection. But the polar bear, the king, there's no way he's just seventeen. I'm sorry, he's mm-hmm. like at least twenty eight to thirty five. Yes. And- he sees nothing wrong with this. Like, now we're in love. I don't even know her name. <laughs> Was it at this point that he puts the his <laughs> kingdom on high alert? Yeah. He summons the help of his animal friends. Yeah, he goes out and he speaks the, to the huskies. Sorry, the wolves. Yes. Yeah, the wolves are on the lookout and the wolves are like, don't worry, there's not going to be any white bear in the woods today. <laughs> so they can predict what's going to happen all day. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then not 36 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I can't even Take your time. I know this is difficult for you. We're we're mining something that was very precious to you it once was. upon a time. We'll, we'll we'll give you a minute. It was it, it was my favorite movie, and then now I'm just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that girl had problems. <laughs> so he summons the wolves, and the wolves are like, "Hey, dog, don't even trip." Everything is cool. There's not going to be any polar bears. And holy shit, there's the polar bear. <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. I guess he's here. And the polar bear's got this, like, amazing, like, super, like, Power Rangers effect sort of breath. Where or he, it's just the growl. He roars and people fly back, yeah. like in a Max Cell commercial. And he broke all the windows, and the girl's like, he's just upset, I'll go to him. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad's like, no, you'll get eaten. Like, all his objections are super reasonable. Yes, very much so. He's a bear, you're a child, <laughs> you don't know him, he's gonna eat you. No, dad. You're 17. <laughs> no, dad, I love him. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know, but I love him. And I'm wearing this chain, and that means something to me. Look how cool I look with this chain on. I can't give this up. She was rocking it. She was. So is was it at this point that the butch eldest daughter steps she, up? She's like, I can talk to animals the best. Never has that been established no. that anyone but the king can talk to animals. She puts on her sister's yellow coat goes, gets on the bear's back, and leaves with him. And he says, Are (laughs) you ready to spend the rest of your life with me? No, I want you to leave. You're not her. Like, you couldn't tell. And then he just flexes and she flies pretty far back. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, and then he doesn't one follow more up. day. He doesn't maul her, which is nice. Yeah. He's being kind. He's thinking, all right, well, I can buck her, but I'm not gonna. I said buck, by the way. Yes. I can buck her, but I, you know, she's still gonna be my in law, and I should be diplomatic right be now. Be cool about this. Yeah. Choose my so battles. So the king sets up 
not a line of like sharpened sticks even. Just some brush, yeah. some shrubbery, <laughs> some dead shrubbery because this is winter land. That's all he's got. And this worthless farming equipment that he's armed his villagers with to guard against the polar bear. And then the polar bear... And yet, (laughs) it's pretty effective. It is, but for like half a minute. And then they're like, ah, screw it, run! (laughs) (laughs) The polar bear's on his hind legs. (laughs) He's standing up as if a man! (laughs) It can't be! Run away! And at this point, this is when the sort of sassy, red-headed sister comes out, also in a cloak. But she doesn't have any special ability, does she? She just kind of like comes out She's there. just the same height as her other sister. She yeah. just comes out. And then he roars a little, little, or no, he makes the wind blow really hard somehow. Yeah. And the cloak flies back and he's like, where's the chain? <laughs> which means he still can't tell us not her he doesn't even know what her face looks like he is the equivalent of michael scott from that episode where he uh he's dating the girl from benihana and he has to mark her arm because he can't tell the two asian girls apart (laughs) the chain is his arm mark (laughs) where's the chain girl I, i liked I liked her. She was she was down. Well, then Chain Princess comes out with, with her chain. Yeah. And like I'm here. And then the dad's like, "Well, he go, I guess. I just took a week trying to defend you from this." She but... starts walking toward him, and he throws down his sword like, "Ah, fooey." Like, Fine. Like, like hugs her. Uh. Like mm, I'll miss you. You know, have fun getting killed <laughs> with this bear husband of yours. And at this point, I'd like to point out, she still doesn't know what his name is, and he never takes the time to learn hers. And this is when we have the exposition where, like, they're traveling back to his summer kingdom, Mm -hmm. and the narrator's like, and all the while the prince was thinking about, or the king was thinking about how much turmoil and and strife his, his wife was going to go through. But he didn't say anything about that to her. He like gave her any warning or anything. Like, it was like it was a long journey too. Yeah. It looked like it. And he was just like, yeah, she's gonna have some hard times ahead. But I'm not gonna tell her about it at all. Ah, oh, we're here. All right. It takes like a week to get there, and neither she nor the bear man thought to bring food for her. Like, hopefully, she doesn't starve. <laughs> So he gets back, and then he comes to her in the night. It gets real rapey. So yes, if we didn't like make it explicit before, he can only change back into human form at midnight, and like from the hours of midnight to I guess sun up. They're not super specific when he turns back into a bear, but I feel that would be correct. Sun up makes sense, but with the caveat that nobody can see his face. Yeah. But before he comes in to visit her for the first night, her first night there, and they're already married, so they got... She married a bear. Mm-hmm. Let's make that clear. She did. Um, his mother, they refer to her as Queen Mother. She has no name, like so many characters. She's a good witch, sort of. I she guess. She just doesn't have a lot of powers. <laughs> and she's made herself invisible. And she's also come into this girl's bedchamber... And that's the, this is the part that felt quite rapey to me, or at least pretty invasive on her privacy. Oh, yeah. Just invisible, standing there, 
like puts her hand on her, just like, oh, whoa, you are crossing some boundaries here, girl. She's watching Chain Princess sleep, just like, this is this is normal. And then her I'm s- entitled to this. And then her son comes in, and they don't show the Queen Mother leave the room. They're just like, maybe she did, maybe, maybe she didn't. She did, maybe she didn't. And at this point, I would like to point out that this is when she kind of sees him in human form for the first time. Yeah, but she just can't see his she face. She can't see his face, but... She's kind of like looking at him like, oh, you're no longer a bear. I'm not as into this. <laughs> no, she's not. She seems really disappointed. Like, like oh. oh. But this is before divorce was invented, so I guess I'll just take this. Gross. <laughs> I really like that deformed polar bear way better. Because he like strokes her face. She's like, hmm, it's not very. Where's the claw? I wish it was claws. Yeah. At least he's a polar bear 18 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look at him then. And then they don't show anything, but it's understood that they, you know, consummate their marriage. Yes, they do. And now, then, the question is, that... do they do that in human form or in polar bear form? Well, I love, polar bear form I is love the answer. what you said while we were watching it. It was just like, when they're not sure if the queen mother has left the room or not. Like, well, they're kind of sure because somebody said, leave the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, there was this weird whisper of a attaboy. <laughs> That's my little prince. Just like your daddy. <laughs> the princess. They never refer to her as the queen. She refers to herself as the queen from time to time. Mm. But the princess, she becomes pregnant with the polar bear slash human baby. It's like a quarter polar bear. It's man bear. <laughs> she gives birth to the baby and the queen mother is like, I sense danger. I know. I'll steal her baby. Yeah. So she just made the baby invisible. Didn't say anything to the princess. Couldn't leave her a note. No. N- nothing. But it was right in the nick of time because at that moment the evil witch showed up. Looking fabulous. It's, oh my so God. fabulous. We talk about the costuming. She had on the purple thing, like a, what do you call that? Black um, leather girdle on the outside. Yeah. And this and cool like, horn head thing. Yeah. She was looking awesome. Awesome veils. Yeah. yeah. It should be mentioned that in the, when the witches first mentioned, she was evil, but beautiful. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> I mean, she can't be perfect, people. Yeah. What do you want? She's super fine. She yeah. killed a village by accident, but come on. That look at that girl. Her dress is tight. <laughs> Who's your tailor? She comes to steal the baby, and she said, because I have no power over you. What kind of worthless witch are you? I don't know. She can't hurt the princess, but because the baby is, you know, half the king and half polar bear, <laughs> the, she can harm it in some way, so it's a good thing the Queen Mother stole the baby and made it invisible. But you couldn't have told her, like, all right, listen, this lady, she's about to bust up in here and steal this baby. I'm going to make it invisible. And she, I'm sure the princess said, okay, good idea. Yeah. But no, instead, torture her for a, a fair portion of her life. The evil witch is only there for, like, two minutes. At no point did the king's mother, like, reveal to the queen... Like, she had the kid, or, like, everything's fine, don't worry about it, I'm taking care of the kid. You would think watching this, oh, well, when she realizes her baby is gone, she's gonna be devastated. No. No. (laughs) Nothing. She tells the polar bear king, 
our baby stolen and he's basically like we'll just get over it we'll make another one why are you yes. whining we'll have uh, another one i'm only a human for like three more hours so stop your whining let's turn over the way he touches her face like <laughs> it's like so so lazily slap like, you like they're there listen it's it's ten dollars a pill <laughs> Look, I know you're sad. We're going to talk about it tomorrow when I'm a polar bear. And I could be like, No! <laughs> Talk! <laughs> Baby! And, and he does say, like, We'll find her. And then it never does he talk about it again. Like, she's gone, whatever. There's not a mention of a search effort or anything like that. Like, But there's no time. Because a year later, she's pregnant again. Extra pregnant. Twins. Twins. She's got two pups. Yeah. That's a polar bear baby. And then in this whole time, the evil queen, the Maleficent, if you will, never tries to hassle them or harass them ever again. Mm -mm. They have the baby, babies. She comes back like, all right, I'm going to snatch these babies. That bitch, queen mother, took them again. (laughs) And you don't even see her do it. No, it's just it's a smash cut, really. It yeah. goes from just like, it's like oh, there's two babies. <laughs> Crash, boom, what, huh? Oh, they're gone, fuck. And then the polar bear comes. She wasn't even here this time. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what happened? And then he's gone. He doesn't even wait for the answer. <laughs> At least this time you see some sort of emotion from the princess. Like, you can yeah. tell it, it, like... It genuinely affected her this time. Just like, oh, I was sad about that first kid, but now I lost two kids. Dang. Yeah. And she's just creepily rocking her empty crib, and the king in his human form comes to see her. He looks in the door, sees she's acting like that, and he's like, nope. Just leaves. <laughs> he just backs out, like, Nope. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't dealing with this shit. <laughs> so. While she's been away at Summer Kingdom, her father has been sending his animal scouts to, like, kind of check up on her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every once in a while, they'll go back to the, to the Winter Kingdom and, you know, we'll check in on the sisters. And that's when... This may have been my favorite line of the movie. The older Bush daughter was like, oh, she's probably fine. She can only get eaten once. <laughs> that's good shade. I like... Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And then she kisses... That, that is not happy. <laughs> And then she kisses her dad on the cheek. She's like, like yeah. there, there. <laughs> Oh, daddy, she's probably dead. See ya. Can I say the dad character is the only one who shows emotion in a genuine way? Yeah. yeah. Like when he hears about his first grandchild being born, he's super excited. No more working today. Let's have a party. Yeah. Stop hoeing that snow. <laughs> Let's have a hoe down instead. And then like... They get jiggy with it in that little circle dance they were doing. It was yeah. great. He was so happy. And then in the same, it's it's one day she mm-hmm. has the baby and loses the first baby. He finds out she lost it. And the shot is so good. Yeah. When he's going back into his castle and the people are there and he's just, his face is dead and it's real and he feels this pain. Yeah. And the mom and her are like, these children's actual parents are just like, whatever. <laughs> Do you know how expensive kids are? <laughs> but, you know, the second time her children are abducted, he sends the merchants back from the beginning of the movie to see the princess. 
Brings her a present. Yes. A very elaborately wrapped present. Wrapped in furs. Yes. Many, <laughs> many, many furs. That's how you know it's quality. It's a, I mean, how many fur wrappings are on your Christmas presents, Trey? None. Your parents don't love you. They don't. <laughs> Obviously not. I want all my presents wrapped in fur from now on. So yes. I can feel the love. You want a Mar- Marushka doll made of furs. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I need. Each more supple and from a more endangered animal than the last. That was in a lot more pain. <laughs> Escalating pain. I yes. want to see pictures of this animal's sad children. Yes. While I'm unwrapping it. Which is when one one of you pointed out that so these were all his animal friends that he could talk to. <laughs> did they did they willingly donate their lives for this gift? <laughs> hey, Gary, come here. <laughs> no, for real, y'all was like twelve animals. Kids. It was a lot. A few animals got pretty sassy last week. So at the middle of this present is like a silver globe. And then she peels it back, and inside is a perfectly formed ball of snow. So perfect that it lights up the princess's face. Mm. And she gets a, a, a feel of, of the cold that nourished her. And then she rubs that shit on her face. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at first, it's just like, before she brings it up to her face, you're just like, this is a really good moment. Yeah. Like a good moment yep. in a really sad part of the movie. Like, thematically, yeah. it makes sense that yeah. this, it's like a kind of touching gift. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very thoughtful. Yes, it's wrapped in a lot of furs, but it's still really pleasant mm-hmm. visually to see all of that. And then the snowball is really nice, and it's overlit, and it makes a lot of sense. Then she, when she brings it up to her face, they're like, I don't know, just put a spotlight on her face. <laughs> it's so bright. It just blows yeah. out her whole face and you can't even see the detail anymore. She's like, oh, well, that just ruined it. <laughs> and the narrator said that it was kept cold by warmth of her heart. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but her heart is kind of cold, so maybe it does make sense. Right. Maybe it was. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was a comment on her, on her manner. <laughs> this is nitpicky on my part, and I don't know. I've never mailed anyone snow. Wrapping <laughs> snow... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't? No. Oh, but, baby, you haven't lived. But wrapping a snowball in 12 layers of fur seems counterintuitive what you're trying to do. It's but like, the magic of love, Rachel, okay? It has to be insulated. <laughs> love must be insulated. I understand As now. Huey Lewis in the news told us, <laughs> that's the power of love. How dare you, sir? <laughs> so she goes back to her dad's kingdom. And it's weird that this is the only part of the movie she looks pretty. Yes. She did look nice. Yeah, right. Maybe because she was going home or, I don't know, they finally figured out how to light people. Yeah. She wanted to rub it in the in the ugly sister's face, like, <laughs> not only are you the ugliest <laughs> and daddy loves me the most, but I am looking good and I got a man. Also, yes. yeah, you still live at home. Nerds. You know, no kids, but I bounced back from all them kids. Look at this body. Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you don't have anyone to care for afterwards, you can really get into the exercise. Yes. Before she left for this journey, her polar bear husband forbade her from taking any gifts from her sisters. Because, again, he knows a lot of things that he's not telling her. And it didn't really, there was no reason why he couldn't just say, hey, don't do that. Because he knows something's going to happen, but he just says, like, trust me implicitly and listen to me, even though... 
ever since you've met me, your, your life has been nothing but ruin and tragedy. And <laughs> I, I knew that was going to happen, and yes. I didn't warn you about that either. How does he know they're going to give her a gift? He's never had any sort of intuition at all before this. Lots of the characters have powers mm-hmm. that it never comes up before, and then all of a sudden, powers... <laughs> Accept it. Yeah. It's like they decided on the day, right before shooting. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, how do we just... Uh, she's got these powers. She can talk. Whatever. <laughs> Deal with it. So when she's back in... The princess is back in her home kingdom. It's kind of like a cool reunion. She's like... She saw her dad, and he's really happy. And she's having like a sleepover with her sisters. And they're having girl talk. Giggly. <laughs> yeah. About the prince. And she's like, you know, I've never really seen him. And the sisters are like, well... That's maybe probably because he's ugly. Yeah, maybe he's got a green face. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a... <laughs> Why is it so hateful? Because <laughs> they live at home with their dads. Yeah, they're well, extremely bitter by this point. And she is the youngest one, so... Mm, what are they waiting on? This is my favorite daughter. <laughs> There's the other ones over there. <laughs> I know none of their names. <laughs> and so this is when... So while they're having girl talk and they're talking about... Uh, she's never seen him. The <laughs> the oldest daughter breaks out this proto lighter, which looks like it has some sort of got a wick at the bottom. It's quite cool. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. And she lights a candle. He's like, here, take this, so that you can go see his face. You don't have candles where you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> or ways to light them. It's not yeah, like yeah. there's a fire in every room. But and you, you take this candle and you keep it lit this entire time. Keep it lit on the way back. And like put it to his face so that you can finally see him, and it looks like that's actually what she does because the candles at the same length when she gets back. Yeah. And, and then she does. She goes to see his face, and you can't tell how she feels about it because her face doesn't change the whole time. No. But <laughs> <laughs> but you also realize her sister should have given her more detailed instructions how to use the candle because she immediately tips it on its side and burns his face with wax. <laughs> He wakes Oops. up. I normally have servants do this for me. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what have you done? There's only three more months till the curse is over. Now I have to marry the evil witch. And w- this movie's getting all lifetimey. And I'm going to hit you and like push you over. It got pretty yeah. he whips her. He whips her around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he didn't hit he her. He grabs but... her up and is like, what are you doing? I only had three more months. I didn't tell you that because, you know, I don't like being helpful. But you're still messed up. He doesn't hit her, but man, he gets super handsy. Like, if, if someone grabbed me like that, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. It wasn't cool. No. Not cool, Polar Bear King. <laughs> Not cool at all. I don't care if there is three more months. Yeah. This marriage is over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when the evil witch reappears, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's now prepared. So everything's good for her. Yeah. The wedding is on. And she's going to get her king, her polar bear king. She's going to yeah. marry him. But she doesn't actually come and take him. He just leaves. Yeah. It's oh, just wait. Like that's right. Yeah. He's like, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it because <laughs> curse told me to. I mean, I'm not being forced in any way. You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he is really dumb. Yeah. I was all the way out on Polar Bear King, but by that point, I'm like, well, girl, you know, count your losses, all right? <laughs> You're like 22 at this point. You can still start over. It's it's all good. He just abandoned this kingdom. Just take it. Yeah. It's yours now. The people all love you. Just, yeah. just rule in his stead, but no. Maybe that woman will stop stealing your children, <laughs> Emily. 
as the as the evil witch is celebrating, you know that her bet worked out in her favor. We meet one of the more interesting characters in this film. Oh my god, yes. Who do we meet? So he appears as a series of how would you describe weird that? flashing lights? Yeah, kind weird of flashing a, lights of color. Kind of like a Wizard of Oz without the actual facial shape. Oh, you, you can tell in that voice. The devil. <laughs> El Diablo. No, that's that's way too much. You you must uh, give him his proper fey do. <laughs> oh yeah, this devil. <clears throat> well, he's the devil, but I know him as Stefan. Because <laughs> he he's like, so what form shall I take? Please say trash. <laughs> <laughs> and the witch is like, you know what? Do the one that most people know you as. And he was like, all right then. <laughs> and he shows up. And this man is like 20 parts powdered face makeup and like 80 parts ruffles. <laughs> and a dabble of mustache wax. Oh, yes. My favorite flourish is that he has a handkerchief attached to his wrist with a, I don't know, it's just attached to his wrist and it's just there. Just as a flourish. <laughs> you never know when you need to hate me someone. Frenchmen's wave them away. <laughs> and when the king leaves the castle, the princess character, they even, you know, give you some more exposition so you can understand. She's gone crazy. Mm-hmm. So him leaving is what pushed her to the crazy point. Not being married to a polar bear. Not having a kid in her family, not losing her first child, not losing her twin, not having any friends to talk to that are humans. It sounds more like she's coming to grips with reality than like, oh no, she's crazy. She's not evaluating her choices and being like, what the fuck? And that's when she goes a wandering. And then the and then the mother, the queen mother. Tells the invisible children who aren't babies anymore, like one of them, no. like, like ten. Yeah. Like, there's no need to hide anymore. Let's help your mother. You could have helped her by not taking your kids in the first place. But then by helping, they're just like, come this way. Like, disembodied whispers. She's going crazy. How is this helping her? But it's, they're kind of guiding her in the way to go. So she sees this cliff. And she's, this is Muddy Cliff, and she's like, well, this is the way I must go. And she just starts scaling it. And we see her almost do it in real time. It's like, we really see her suffer to get up there. Yeah, and when she gets up there, she sees these people. Yes. That, well, she's never met the Queen Mother, so it makes sense she doesn't know what they look like. And she there's no inkling of recognition with her own children whatsoever. No. Like, pff, what are those things? <laughs> <laughs> she's traipsed through the woods. This whole time in her, you know, medieval underwear, which is super long nightshirt that's white. Yeah. It's super wet. Yeah. She ties it up at the butt and she's like, what's the point of this? Like, so people can see your butt and boobs. Yeah. For any of you listening that might be interested in the movie based just on this, yeah, it's pretty hot. Is it? So, yeah. Totally. I'll, I'll check it out just for... <laughs> Maybe Josh's standards are a lot lower than we realized. <laughs> Well, the movie that I watched every week was Willow, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, so you have a wet princess fetish, is sure. what you say. exactly. Makes sense. Yep. So she talk. gets with them, and the Queen Mother said, well, now it's time to help her. By being super cryptic? Like, couldn't you just say, like, hey, 
I'm what's his name's mom. Here's your kids. I mean, let's just go back to the castle. Let's forget that guy. I think it says a lot. Actually, if, if I may, I, the observation I have, it says a lot about the families, how the two families operate. Because in the land of the north with the father, he's very matter of fact. He tells everybody, yeah, this is the daughter I love. The other two could fucking die in a fire. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Ugh. He has genuine emotion. If he was there, he'd be like, I'm going to help you for real. Yeah. Real help. <laughs> but on the but on the Polar Bear King side of the family, they don't like to talk about stuff. They are very cryptic. There's no explanation. That old trip back when she was riding on his back didn't say a word. Nah, just in it's silence. Just two different worlds. I guess why there's, there's such star-crossed lovers. You know? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Josh, you really brought a lot of actual thought. Yes. That was a very good analysis. Yeah. Bravo. Thank you. So the queen, the queen mother gives her uncutting scissors. I couldn't think of any other way to describe them. Reverse time effect scissors. So when you make the cutting motion, the scissors make clothing instead of cutting it up. And it is super convincing. It's like, it's one of the better effects. I mean, it actually kind of is. That's, well, yes. <laughs> That's your childhood talking right now. How dare you. <laughs> and so they make her some boy clothes, and then they give her some shoes that can grip the ground really good so she can climb up this cliff with using these magic shoes, and a tablecloth that when you clap, it just gives you food. Yes. So she takes all of that and starts scaling the mountain. And I would like to say maybe why this movie was so awesome to me as a kid is think in your Rolodex of princess movies, how many of them does the princess save her man? I can't think of very many. That's true. And she saves her man, and in a, a li- small way, saves herself, because every time everyone else tries to be helpful, all they do is, like, snatch her kids and make her go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really good point, because at this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see why you like this, because the princess starts out as a cipher. She's like the most beautiful daughter, but doesn't really have a personality. And then she's a queen, and then she's like a mother. All of those identities kind of like crash and fall. And the majority of the movie is her kind of being a, a heroine and having some sort of agency and plan, and the story really being about her and her choices. I mean, they aren't like super awesome plans, but hey, no, she, she's trying. No. <laughs> she's trying. She doesn't have a lot of, you know, practice being a person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. But yeah, she scales that that mountain and, and gets up to this this high castle with like a certain amount of effort. But she makes it. And they tell her like, "Don't get the shoes wet." She accidentally gets the shoes wet and falls and like hits her face really hard. Yeah. And still manages still, man. to make it the rest of the way up there. And then a rope is thrown down over the wall. Somebody helps her get up there, and he says, "You can go no further." Why'd you even help me up here, then, dude? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Only the king is allowed here. I am his queen. Mm-hmm. Take my word for it. And he does. Yeah. Accept it. Face value. I think he let her up and then like gave her that spiel because his only real entertainment is to be condescending. <laughs> <laughs> like, and is... then he reports to her that they, hundreds of people from the Summerland have been taken captive. She's the queen of Summerland. How does she not know that? <laughs> Well, she has been queening a lot, you know. She she's been on her her sojourn through the the wilderness. That's true, and her crazy time. And that kingdom is in chaos right now. Yeah, like how can the king actually do any kinging as a polar bear? Wait, do they ever go back to the, to the summer kingdom? 
I don't know. They, if they, they don't. If they do, they don't show it. <laughs> it's like, whatever. You people got it. That place has been left in ruins. <laughs> or, the, or they've already invented democracy. Oh, yes. Maybe. Yeah. I thought we were an autonomous collective. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Monty Python every time. When she shows up, um, this fellow who helps her out tells her she's right on time because the wedding's in a couple of days. Or the wedding's the next day. That's what he says. When the devil shows up for the first time, he says, Too much evil destroys evil. What? (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's so arbitrary. And the witch is like, You right. (laughs) You right. Yes, yes, my master. Where was my head? So silly. That's evil 101. Yeah, let let me turn it down a little bit. And... And that'll be like the most appropriate tone of evil. The princess makes them their wedding clothes mm-hmm. as a way to get to stay there. Like, don't kick me out. And then she goes into the witch's evil chamber and overhears her say, too much evil destroys evil. So she makes a super evil potion. The princess does. Yes. And this was one of my favorite parts because the the witch has this, it's like a, black slab when you look at it and then when you press it it lights up and makes a sound it's kind of like an evil dj board yeah, yeah. and she was just kind of like, like making beats and then like they come out and it's a potion yeah so she makes the most evil potion and then at yes. this and evil music it's... <laughs> yeah. it's... and there's no tension in this movie like when the king the when she meets the polar bear king for the first time he tells her everything yeah. <laughs> just literally everything every time the, the princess encounters a new helpful person well i'm just going to tell you everything no need to <laughs> wonder just here it is face value no tricks up these sleeves we're going to get all this out of the way with this particular shot and then we're going to have eight <laughs> shots where we don't have to worry about dubbing where you just show us walking from to different places that's what we're going to do so she's a, uh, oh can i talk about the player's ball the player oh, haters ball yeah the player haters ball is amazing but i we forgot one of my favorite parts when the evil witch goes to see the prince or the king in his oh, dungeon yes. room, and she's like, "Here, drink this." He's like, All right. He's like, okay. And then he says, and I wrote this down. Not bad. And he <laughs> kicks it back like mm, delicious. Yes. It's like, are you he doing thought, a bit? <laughs> yeah, he takes it like a younger shot. And he was like, oh, and then immediately passes out. This like, woman has been nothing but evil and torturous to you. If she offered you a drink, what you should do is slap it out of her hands. I don't know. I think I think he was starting to kind of like get into her. Yeah, maybe there wasn't a lot of resistance going on there. Maybe it was like the game they play where, you know, like she comes <clears> in and, and quote unquote gives him the potion <laughs> that makes him sleep. But really. That's just yeah. what they're into. It's, it's all a part of their game. Yeah. They're just freaks. Because he's been there for a while. And, you know, I, I think they've... I think they came to some sort of arrangement. I don't know. I mean, those Or, lon- you know, Stockholm oh. Syndrome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On those lonely nights. That's true. He just likes it down in that dungeon. It's his favorite room. I actually think that he likes the witch because she actually likes him as a human. And the princess is only really into him as a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I can be with someone who likes me for me. (laughs) (laughs) That needs to be. That needs. That needs to be. 
It needs to be delivered with a Neil Breen voice. Yes. <laughs> Finally, somebody <laughs> likes me for me. Instead of in his polar bear form, why doesn't she like my human face? <laughs> she makes the evilest evil potion. Yes. And then, yes. the party. The best wedding oh. party. All their budget was saved for the extras, costumes, and makeups. Move over, player haters ball. This is the event of the season. It's amazing. You get to meet all these different... I'm guessing they're witches? They're like just other witches from different Witches, lands. fawns, other evil, evil creatures. Fawns. Mm, yeah. no, we that see. one thing that goes like, ooh, and he, <laughs> and, he, and he has a silver face. Yeah, and he's got like he's huge. He's just a huge barrel-chested. I nicknamed creature. that one Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I like to think that he wasn't acting. He was having an allergic reaction to the silver spray paint on his face. And nobody Ooh. knew. Just like my God, he's amazing. One Gary, take. Dude, one take. Dude, Gary's getting into this. Yeah, I like how every rando is in Gary. That wedding party was my favorite part of this movie. It was spectacular, and even more like. They really doubled down on the gay in these scenes, and I really appreciated it. It was just so camp in the way that the rest of the movie had not been up to this point. I was like, yes, this is fantastic. The princess plurals out her magic tablecloth that when you clap, food comes, and she's clapping, making the food come. And we get things like clearly jellied eels, mm-hmm. blue spaghetti with a flower on top, like the strangest food. Some fish, when, but instead of the eyes, they put pineapples in there. Yes. <laughs> like pineapple slices. And I was like, huh, do they have those up there? Okay, fine, well, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's magic. Yeah, but up until then, the magic tablecloth has just been giving food. Yeah. How does it know when to give you, like, specifically campy party monster food and normal human food? I don't know. Who did the clapping? Maybe that's the difference. The girl. The okay. princess. Still did the... She was just like, maybe how she clapped. Like, she just copied what that guy... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you would like blue spaghetti. <laughs> you. And he did. He, he, he was really into it. He fisted... He just a fistful of it in his face. And so the, the witch is sitting there with her white dress, which... Come on. No. You're not fooling anybody. You trying to tell me that she didn't get down with that fawn. <laughs> I'm not buying it. The princess also passes. <laughs> so the witch is like, we went to high school together. I, I don't know who she's trying to kid. <laughs> so the princess passes out her evil potion as wine, gives it to all the guests, and then when it comes to her moron husband who will drink anything you give him, she just gave him wine or water. It looked like water to yeah. me. Yeah. They're about to drink it. And the evil witch is like, no, our guest of honor isn't here. Yes. And summons back the Frenchman's wave devil. Yes. Ah. And he presides like the elder statesman that he is. It's, He's got a real presence. And he gives this really interesting speech that has no thematic uh, resonance with the rest of the movie, but was actually just kind of interesting. But he was like, you know, I sit here at this, this gathering of, of evil beings and I feel like as long as there is enough evil in the world to balance out the, the good, then all is well. It was a really... A Jedi, <laughs> it was he a, is a Jedi master. I was like, what the hell? It was what, a great what message. What I was on board. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah okay, And then he sure. said, they need us in their lives. <laughs> I mean, they're... That, I hear that argument all... Like, legitimate argument all the time. Without bad, you wouldn't recognize what's good. Yeah, sure. 
So this devil's just laying down the facts. Yeah, it gets it gets deep all of a sudden, and then yeah. right back out because <laughs> he says that, and then somebody takes a swig of, of wine. They all do. They all says, do. Cheers or whatever. Yeah. And they all swig their wine. And then they start exploding in this comical <laughs> poof of smoke and big sparklers, and they're gone. And everyone drinks it, and the devil drinks it too. And he tries to whisk himself away, but then he explodes. They don't explain if this kills the evil creatures or just makes them disappear. No. Point of order. I think that he just disappears. Like, but he yeah. still poof smokes and he sparkles. Poof, that's how. That's the only effect they got. <laughs> yeah. So that's how he disappears. That's just so, how he gets down. That's you how know, he gets. That's... Everybody else is dead. They've <laughs> they've disappeared and exploded. But he just he looks around and he sees everybody disappearing. He's like, oh, that's right. I left my oven on or whatever. And he's just gone. He's he just says, like, oh, peace. He says, oh, I think I'm at the wrong party. <laughs> he died. <laughs> and then he he just leaves. What a great character. <laughs> then the Maleficent, she says, it was all for nothing. Why'd you make it seven years? You could have been done this with you could have been done with this in like seven weeks. You will be a polar bear for seven weeks. I mean, even if you were still a man, you probably couldn't find a wife that quickly. Oh crap. It took you two minutes. Because we didn't we didn't mention this, but her ultimate plan was for her and the polar bear king to have a child and the child that they would have would she said would be the perfect human and then that person would rule the entire world so that was like her ultimate plot yeah nothing that she'd done up until then indicated that was her plan at all or helped no in that direction <laughs> i mean should you try being nice to him or just offering him drinks because he'll take them <laughs> I don't know. He's not, he had a pretty sweet setup in his room. It didn't seem like he was wanting for anything. Yeah. No. But she disappears as well, and then they yeah. are reunited. Feels so good. The princess is also wearing a white dress. Did you just steal yeah. the witch's dress? Is this like the rapture? Yes, mine and now. her dress was just there on the ground, and she's like, well, waste not, want not. <laughs> Yoink. And then, smash cut. Everybody's on a sled. On the way up back to the north. The people in Summerland apparently need no government at all anymore. All they need is that sweet, sweet ice arch <laughs> and that that man's beautiful voice. Uh, that's in They're... Winterland. All they need in Winterland is that sweet ice arch they have to rebuild every morning after it falls. But the smash cut yada yada is over like... Because when, when you see them again, <laughs> the grandma's back and so is the kids and so are the merchants... And the, and the, the grandma <laughs> is and the grandma is in perfect health. Yeah. Like at no point did that woman go after her. No. Because I would have. Oh, here you are again with my kids. I'm going to mess your face up. What is wrong? So with you feel you? like you can play games with me for ten years, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, just show up and everything's all right? Nah, we got beef. <laughs> yeah. But they just like <laughs> skip up that part of the movie, yeah. and you know, <laughs> there would be a Jerry Springer level fight. <laughs> Hey girl, you going down. I will fight you in front of these kids. Did you tell them what you did? Oh, they don't care? I'm going to punch them too then. <laughs> I never learned how to be a mother. I wonder why. <laughs> the movie ends with them heading back to the Snow Kingdom, right? Yeah, can I say this is petty? Sure. I just found it really weird. So the king is trying to give his two granddaughters... 
a little polar bear carving and then a little princess carving that goes on the back like a little present and the merchants are like sire not now so and then the other one says excuse me sir not now like what are you doing <laughs> this doesn't add to anything <laughs> it's pointing out his devotion to his grandchildren that he just got to meet for the first time i mean that's the in a way it was kind of sweet because it showed that he was putting all of his kingly duties aside. Wait, they're just merchants. What kingly duties? They just need to buy some crap from them? Well, what kind of king is he? I mean, honestly, if we're going to split hairs, there's like four buildings in his entire kingdom. You know what I mean? And wow, his cap- Josh. Oh, look! I'm saying his <laughs> quote marks castle is a dirty barn. You only saw the main room. The wings could That's be. See, it's a lovely. studio castle. <laughs> I don't know. We saw the daughter's room, and they all shared one room, and they're princesses. So who is? So how is everybody else living? <laughs> well, yeah, but he hates those princesses. <laughs> also, did he have his own room? Because every time he was asleep, he was in a chair, and I think that's just where he slept. <laughs> Look, he's the king of Skid Row, but he's king nonetheless. That's right. All right, I think we've come to the part of the podcast where we have to ask. Cash grab? Or a genuine attempt at art? And I think we all know what my answer is. They got my money, but <laughs> I do, as a, when I was a child, I thought it was genuinely arty. And even as an adult, even though now I can see that there's a lot of lazy storytelling happening, I do think they tried. The costume design alone, I do think they were trying to make a genuine piece of art. Yeah. I'm going to actually agree. I'm going to say that this is an anti-cash grab. Coined and minted. Streets ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Completely agree that even though a lot of the elements of this film are a clear miss, a total miss, and it just doesn't work out, there are a lot of elements that really do work. Costume design. Some of the camera work. Not most of it, but some of it. Definitely not the creature design because Jesus Christ, that bear is going to give me nightmares. <laughs> but there are a lot of things that, that you can tell, like you said, that they really did try. Trey? Okay. I'm not sure if this is going to answer your question, but I'm just going to tackle it from, from this point of view. And you, you steer me in if I, if I need to be. No, no, no. You go for it. This movie was a missed opportunity. It could have been a cash grab. Because imagine if they had partnered with Mattel. So you have the Polar Bear King dolls. So you have the princess who's in like her wet, clingy <laughs> She's got gown. a lot of different outfits. <laughs> or accessories. her masculine like I make clothes and I have magic boots accessories. Or her snowy time accessories. And then just imagine like what the, the queen doll would look like with the hair mm-hmm. and like the, she had some looks. And you could pair it with a giant polar bear. There are all sorts of accessories. The snowball that she had. You know, have the, some little crows. Like, yeah. what's that, crows? <laughs> we, you can just have, like, three empty cradles. <laughs> <laughs> like, the merchandising possibilities for this were endless. And yet, you tell me, were there any Magic Polar Bear King toys? Well, as someone who had a Little Mermaid t-shirt and wore it religiously, I can tell you, if there was Polar Bear King merchandise and my mom didn't buy it for me, I no longer love her. (laughs) I'm just saying, you could have plushies, you have like Polly Pocket style play sets. This could have been something. 
had they had the right toy company sponsoring them. However, none of that seemed to have taken place. Nice. You all answered correctly for me to continue to like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the world just wasn't ready for the strong female character that was nameless yeah. princess. <laughs> <laughs> True, she doesn't have a name, but she sure stuck up for herself eventually. Yeah, she did. She sure did. I hear a lot of complaints now about female characters in movies. Just like, well, look at this chick. Doesn't even have a name. She's making it. Yeah. Is there any movie that you watched as a child that if you think if you watched it now, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's garbage. Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam. Dude, I loved me some Space Jam. I have not watched that as an adult because I'm afraid to. It holds such a very personal place in my heart, but when I even think back on some of the scenes and just the wooden acting of all the NBA players. Yeah, I mean... Michael Jordan might know a lot about being a champion, but he doesn't know crap about baseball or acting. No. But when R. Kelly sings I Believe I Can Fly, Even it just really takes now. me to a magical place. <laughs> Is that place mon- the Monstar Planet? It does. <laughs> For me, I would have to say Three Ninjas with Rob Schneider. I think we all remember that delicious piece of cinema. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And if if I did, I'm sure I would think it was the worst piece of garbage ever. I won't. I won't watch it. Are you sure you don't want to find out if it's a cash grab or not? <laughs> a cash grab? How? What they were cashing in on Rob, Schne- Rob Schneider's <laughs> star power? It seems like most kid movies are cash grabs. Like a, the uh-huh. the emoji movie. I'm a little bit ashamed to admit how much my kid freaking loves the Emoji Movie. He went and saw it with his camp, and he's just like, Mommy, do you want to go see the Emoji Movie? Like, heck no, kid. (laughs) So we're sending him to a a re-education camp. He should be out in a few years. Does that mean he'll only love letters and no longer little graphic symbols for emotions? That's You're effing right. That's the goal. (laughs) He's just like, it's so funny because there was a poop one. Just like... (laughs) (sighs) Fart jokes. That's all it takes. You don't have to challenge them. Poor kid. But apparently lots of kids like it, so... Hey, if it's not spreading ignorance in the world, then then fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hopeful that one day he'll look back and be like, God, my mom must have thought I had brain damage. (laughs) Full circle. Yes. (laughs) Well, this has been a lot of fun. Trey, thanks again for coming by. No, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. (laughs) Rachel, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Yes. I enriched your lives today. I hope more of you out there seek out the Polar Bear King and think, man, what's wrong with that lady? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we'll be watching next week. Any suggestions, let us know. And we'll see you next time. Hit us up on Twitter. At Cash Grab Cinema and Instagram with the same name. See you next time. 